0: What is up, Cupcakes? It's your boy Paperback Dan, and I'm back with my good friend Connor who's finally made his triumphant return, he's feeling well, everything's gotten better over on his end. Connor, talk to the people.
1: Hi, it's great to be back, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling much better than I was. I'm very excited to do this video. I'm excited to do a lot of talking in the next few weeks. Um, and get back to the way things were. We've got a lot lot of comics to talk about, a lot of topics to talk about. I'm looking forward to the the one we're going to do right now. Um, Yeah, it's great to be back. It's nice to be speaking to you again. Um, Yeah,
0: no, it's it's awesome. I'm uh, super excited about this because it has been a while. I'm glad you're well. Glad to have you back. Uh, So we're going to do things a little different today. Uh, It's kind of like an attempt to mix up the content that we're doing we're hoping that we can make this like a, a series i don't know i'm not saying we're going to do it like weekly or monthly like it won't be on a schedule but i'm hoping that it's another segment that we can add to our repertoire if you will um the name for the segment is still a work in progress but we've talked about doing this before um both on and off camera the two of us connor is going to try to sell me <laughs> on reading power rangers the time has come we've talked about doing this little like pitch video before here we are uh i have my trusty notepad i've got <laughs> some questions and i'm just excited about this yeah. um so i mean we could really just title this salmon on this I, I i think that is um but yeah so got my notepad handy we're gonna see if connor can convince me to start reading power rangers because all those times that he's picked it up on wednesdays it's like damn near his pick of the week if it's not his actual pick of the week he always raves about it uh without going into spoiler territory so it always has me curious uh so hopefully this video will help you decide if you want to read power rangers if you're also on the fence about it uh, and since i obviously have not read this book before or series i guess uh we're not gonna talk spoilers we're gonna keep it as spoiler free as possible this way we're not ruining it for me or for you um so to kick things off what i'm gonna do is have a, a small little list of rapid fire questions i'm gonna do those first then we'll get a little bit more into the uh in-depth stuff, and to cap it off, we'll have like a I don't know what to call it, like an open mic type of thing where if there's something that I didn't ask you about that you want to cover, you just kind of have free reign to uh, to take over. Cool. So I have my questions ready. Uh, before I start, I want to say that Connor specifically asked me not to show him these questions. He wanted to be put on the spot. Uh, he likes to live on the edge, apparently. <laughs> So with that said, I've got my rapid fire questions here. First things first, who publishes this book?
1: Uh, Boom Studios.
0: Next question. Is it an ongoing series or is it finished? Uh, Ongoing. There's a couple though. Gotcha. Um, So you said it's ongoing. Who is the current writer? Uh, Ryan Parrott. And what about the artist?
1: Um. Oh no, that's confusing. Okay, I'm so sure. you said
0: you said there's multiple series, so because there's there's two different
1: series, there's two different artists. Are you able to name both of them? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's, good. it's a great start. <laughs>
0: that's fine. I mean, this is this is the uh this is the result of you wanting to be put on the spot. But I think it's a yeah, it's okay. Can you give us one artist? Do you know one of the two?
1: I, uh, no. I will say that my favorite artist on these series has been Dan Mora. He did a uh, part okay. of the Power Rangers. So. I that. I mean, that's
0: a good enough answer for me.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Alright, so you said that it's ongoing. So at the time of this filming, what is the current issue? Or I guess since there's two series, um, if you want to give me the issue number for both of them.
1: Uh... 13? both. Or,
0: oh, they're both on 13. Okay, I mean, that, I guess that yeah, helps on the same number. I didn't know. Both that.
1: are So it's both like, are, like, running cool currently. So, like, you get one, and then the other one does a one, and then they kind of keep going um, back and forward. Um, so they kind of tie in with each other a little bit.
0: Okay, so you're saying, like, 13-ish vicinity, I know. 13-ish, yeah. i say it's not the best time to ask you because you've been out of action for the last month. That's the
1: problem. Um I definitely I, I definitely think it's thirteen.
0: I can't remember off the top of my I think a new issue came out today actually, so maybe yeah. it's fourteen. Yeah. Um I definitely saw one on the rack. Uh but because I'm not reading it yet, you have to sell me on it. I don't know what issue they're officially at. Mm-hmm. Um what genre would you consider this book to fall under?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. Um I would actually say like thriller, because it's there's it's action heavy, but there's a fair amount of dra- drama in it. So with that blending, you would probably say thriller because the thriller is a bit of both. Okay. Uh, I definitely I think like sci-fi as well. I'd say that like definitely uh, in the sci-fi genre. There's I, a I lot. Mean, of I mean,
0: def- I yeah sci-fi. I feel is yeah. like a fairly. If we're going,
1: action. if we're going like technical, it would be a tokusatsu genre. Like that would be the perfect description of it. So what
0: is that for dopes like me who don't know what focus on? <laughs> So that's
1: essentially like Sentai series. So that's like basically people in costumes that are taking on monsters of the week or whatever. So like if you're going like in regards to Japan, you would go like uh, Kamen Rider, uh, Ultraman, uh, Super Sentai, which is the Japanese equivalent of Power Rangers. So over here, we have Power Rangers over there. They have Super Sentai gotcha
0: okay so last rapid fire question it's specific to this series based on the book alone not yeah. any of the uh, shows or anything like that favorite Power Ranger uh,
1: okay. Jason from the okay. original and he's which one the Red Ranger sorry
0: okay all right cool so rapid fire is out of the way that was fairly painless minus the artist part but I always forget <laughs> the <my artist. laughs> So it's cool i mean honestly if the roles were reversed i probably would have forgotten it as well so don't, <laughs> don't feel bad most people you know it, there's a like rare few uh artists that will sell a book versus uh writer anyway i think yeah so now this seems kind of obvious i guess but what is the book about what is like if you were Making an elevator pitch,
1: you know, how would you describe the book? Um, definitely a common age book. The thing is that it's, it, it's interesting because it's a lot more layered than people would give it credit for because of the show. Uh, it definitely has a, a good group of characters, like young characters who are growing up in a difficult time in their lives. They've all got situations going on at home um and then they have to be te- essentially superheroes so it's a it's a classic superhero story um the difference with this is is that it's more like obviously what they're taking on is more monsters and there's obviously like a giant robot aspect of it um the interesting thing is the 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 twist there's a lot of twists to like pre-existing lore but essentially you are in it for um seeing how these teenagers navigate um, difficult lives in regards to just everyday life and their superhero lives.
0: Uh, so my next question for you is, well, so I have a question and then I guess I'll follow it up with another one. Is right now a good time to jump into the book?
1: Probably, so it depends on the format. If you wanted to read single issues, no, it it's a, it's a, it would probably be too confusing. Um, The good thing is though, if you're talking about trades, I definitely think like if you follow the trades, they're perfect jumping on points. Like the, like the, the right at the beginning is the perfect point to jump on. There's no like, you don't need to know anything. Okay. And... So my,
0: my follow-up question then, sorry, uh was going to be
1: what is the
0: best starting point
1: so ah. you're
0: to just, go the
1: trade route yeah because the the deluxe editions i don't think are worth it they they're missing they're missing basically the other so there's two series running alongside each other from the beginning and it's different to the two that are running right now but i feel like the two of them you need that you get the most out of it if you read the two of them If you read the deluxe editions and the deluxe editions alone, you will not get most of the series Go-Go Power Rangers. So you're missing a huge chunk. With the trades, you can dictate how you read and in what order you read. Um, And both, again, from like volume ones onwards, you're not missing anything. So I think the trades are 100% the best way to go about it. Um. And yeah, I think that single issue wise, it's probably not worth it right now, just because where it's at a pivotal moment where there's kind of the equivalent of an event going on, and it's it probably be too much to handle. Like, because even I'd even dare say a Power Ranger fan probably would struggle to jump in at this point, single issue wise, because they flip so much lore in its head. But yeah, to answer your question, the trades are hundred percent the best way to go. And just start number one.
0: From the beginning. I mean, that, that always makes it simple. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so what, because I know how you feel about this series, like you've talked about it before in other videos. What, what do you love about it? Like what aspect of this book caters to you that makes you enjoy it so much?
1: Basically, I was a fan of the show growing up. And I mean, probably for longer than I should have been. <laughs> But then you do get aged out of it and you feel like the, the, the show stopped aging. The show got stuck in time. Um, so originally Kyle Higgins wrote it and then obviously Brian Parrott's taken over with Marguerite Bennett doing a little run in the middle. The good thing about the, the, the comic is that it does really take the lower flips on its head, but also it adds so many layers to these kids. It's the same five kids from the show the five kids in the show, I think sometimes are surprisingly, it's overlooked how there's a bit of depth to them, but the comic goes even further. The comic, like, Cal Higgins introduces, particularly off the top of my head, like Zach, the Black Ranger, there's, like, particular amount of layers added to the characters that make relationships far more complicated than you would expect. It adds a lot of stakes to, like, the the the, the battles, and the thing the the most fun thing that I love about it is it does things that the show never could. The the show was restricted to the Sentai footage, so it had to cop it had to basically follow that and this the, the episodes had to be pre written matched up to that. The comics don't have that. So you know, it's not a particular it's not a really really a spoiler, but in the first issue, like when the Megazord is out, the Pink Ranger, she did de- patches from the, the chest of the Megazord and starts flying about. Even something as small as that was mind-blowing because you could never get that in the show because it's a suit and the show dictated how it, like that dictated how the show would look. So you would never get moments like that. So the Pink Rager all of a sudden gets a chance to do something herself. That's that adds more characterization. That adds more layers and it it makes it more exciting. Um, the, but the thing is, is that I think people misunderstand and overlook how much stakes there are in this book. I mean, there's so many series out there that, like, you know, I think, like, Paper Girls and stuff um, and, like, Morning Glories and all this, they, they all work with teenagers and, like, how they're feeling about school and stuff. And I know that they've got some... some like, Morning Glories in particular has, like, a crazy concept and stuff. But Power Rangers is just so honest about how it, it speaks about its teenagers and then every time you think you know, because even if you've watched the show every time you think you know what's about to happen, it will, it does really just go the, in the other direction and it keeps you on your toes it really, it actually reminds me of Invincible in a way and how it its story just kind of flows it never feels forced, and it never feels like it's twisting, it just feels like it's just going but it still constantly surprises you and like the other thing as well is like the show was dictated by like villain of the weeks like um, format. The comic book doesn't follow that. So you will get the bigger stories that you always wanted. I mean heck, I think Kyle Higgins initial like 12 issues are just one big story and then you get like a little bit of a break. Or maybe not 12, but like between 8 and 12 there's like a break, but there's like a huge chunk of issues I remember thinking, man, like there's not been a, a monster of the week in a while. And it allows for these kids to feel more um, and you to see them in more dangerous situations. But in the long run, it means you support them more. So you're not only, you're getting like really good art, you're getting really good story, but like it's dynamic. The action looks crazy cool. And the story is more serious. It's less cheesy. And the thing, you know, it still has those Power Ranger moments. It still has them morphing. It still has them shouting some of their moves. And it still has... Like the Megazord forming and one of the coolest things is seeing how artists depict the Megazord forming. They all do something different and it's always really cool. But these cheesy aspects are still there. But because the, the, the actual drama of the kids is brought to a serious level, it stands out more as fun. So it really balances the book out overall. So like for me, there's just so much to love about the book there's there's so many comics and series I read right now where it's a bit uneven, like it's missing something. Power Rangers never feels like it's missing something. It feels like, one, it knows exactly what it is, but two, it knows exactly what it's missing, and it always injects it into that, and that's testament to the two writers that have really steered it right now. But they just... They, you can tell the writers relish having this freedom. So, um, yeah, like, it's just the... the, the the informality of it—it it never feels like the kids are just telling you how they're feeling. You can see how they're feeling, and like it's like these kids are in a dangerous situation. You'll know they're in a dangerous situation. It's not like they just fight it like in the show and then they get over it. No, nah, if it, if they're in a bad fight, you'll hear about it for the next couple issues and you'll see it. And then on top of that, you know, something that was often a joke in the show is like, do the Rangers, even though they're kids, do they have parents? Because you never see their parents, and you do see their parents in the comics, and that adds more to the drama because there's there's real life stories applied to it, particularly Jason, I'm thinking of right now. You know, they, they have real lives that they have to figure out. And the other aspect of it I really love is that with Power Rangers, when you watch the show, you always think like, oh, it's always in America. Like, they're always fighting in America. They're always fighting in Angel Go. In the comic, like, it's more global. Like, if a monster appears in Italy, they'll go to Italy and stuff. So, like, There's a bigger sense of scale. It feels like the world's in danger and not just the town in America. Um, And then obviously you lead into like the first event they did, Shattered Grid. And that was on another level. That was huge. But it was still, you still felt the drama of it. You still felt like the emotion of it. Um, So yeah, it's just a crazy epic coming of age story that never really knows how to stop. And just constantly leaves you guessing. So, like, I can't recommend it at all. That's very, like,
0: informative and, like, a way different answer than I expected. Uh, (laughs) That's great. Um, I do think, for me personally, that the, like, the free reign that these writers have uh, with this book compared to the tv show because most kids like me and you are the same age so like most people in our age group and even further than that like in either direction like i feel like you haven't watched power rangers if you're like 10 or 80 but like everywhere in between you probably have yeah like that's exaggerating but like you know what i mean like everybody has some level of familiarity with power rangers um and i think you talking about how these writers aren't limited by mm-hmm. like the the Sentai film that they like were forced yeah, yeah. to write into, and how like you said they'll they'll go to Italy instead of being stuck in Angel Grove or mm-hmm. whatever. I do think that that's pretty awesome. I do think the fact that they're not limited by a budget for a TV show or like being forced mm-hmm. to use the same set ten times over yeah etc like i think that that helps i think it definitely makes the uh, the book more compelling than the show altogether yeah. potentially um and i mean it's been a while since i've watched mighty morgan power rangers i'm not as yeah. you know well versed as other people probably would be like you for instance yeah um but yeah i think i think that that's a major highlight and that to me, like, you trying to sell the book to me, I think that is a big point, like, in your favor, mm. so to speak. Because uh, I like that. Like, uh, was a Kimberly being able to take her part of the Zord and fly off and do something, like you said, that wouldn't yeah. have happened otherwise. Like, yeah. any time that you can take something that you know and, like, twist it and mm. spin it in a way that makes sense without <clears throat> going overboard is mm-hmm. something that I'm, like, super into.
1: The thing uh, is, the thing is, is, yeah. like, as well, like, they, they break down stuff you've never really questioned. Like, I mean, when the rain, when they turn into rangers, why do they all of a sudden know, like, kung fu? Why do they know these fighting moves? That's explained, you know? Like, these kids, when they're in these ridiculous situations, how do they know how to deal with it? It's because they get training that you never see in the show, but the comic book covers their training, and it can be brutal, and the lessons they learn can be brutal. And it really again this all continues to like build to paint a picture and you really do feel these kids and where they're at you know um and i never feel like it spits in the face of the show if you like the show you'll love the comic um the other thing as well i want to bring up is that the i feel like sometimes the show hurts stops people from reading the comic i've brought up a few times that people have said oh power rangers really or like oh but it, it can't be that good or whatever it is, and it's a shame that people won't loop past the show to to see it. If you're a fan of the show, and if you're not a fan of the show, I think equally, you'd love it. Um, so, one, that's why we're doing this video. Yeah. Uh, and two,
0: so that, what you kind of said, ties into my next question, okay. which I guess you technically already gave an answer to, but would you recommend it? <laughs> me would you recommend it to comic fans uh like comic book fan readers specifically who didn't watch power rangers growing up like who don't have that like nostalgic attachment to that franchise slash series slash whatever you want to call it
1: yeah absolutely i i think it's the amount of people i've spoken to that read comics and haven't read it blows my mind I mean, the deluxe editions help because a lot of people like hardcovers, and then like people like Omar and Newman Conditions speak about it, and people go, oh, I really I like the look of that book. Or somebody says something good, and they go and read it. But I still am baffled by the amount of people that haven't read it. Um, the I recommend it because it's a good comic book. Like, taking my bias aside, because I clearly like it, it's a really... It, both writers... The, it's really well written and it's done in a way in which you don't even need to know what happens in the show. There's actually an aspect and I don't know, cause I don't know if you're going to ask a question about timeline or how, what order to read them or whatever, but like there, they do a thing where you actually can watch parts of the show integrated into the comic. Now, personally speaking, I think the comic is more like a, it's more like what the, the new Star Trek movies, where to the old Star Trek like it's almost like a like a different it's like um an alternate timeline but there's arcs of the show that you could just fit into the parts that are missing from the comic and I think that's because they just think well the storylines are so famous why would we you can't do them better so we'll just do that um so like as a, someone that likes Power Rangers you could go and do that but as someone that doesn't like Power Rangers and just likes comic books yeah, like you're going to get awesome art. You're going to get awesome, like a really uh, in-depth characters. And you're going to get an awesome story. And it doesn't matter if you've never picked up Power Rangers in your life. When you get to Shattered Grid, you're going to be blown away by some of the moments in it. And then when you reach past that, you go into Ryan Parrit's run, Necessary Evil, it enhances it if you know. But if you don't know, you're still going to be excited because there's certain, particularly Ryan Paddett, starts doing stuff that doesn't mess with pre-existing lore but almost twists it and adds to it so both someone that's never watched or heard or seen power rangers before and someone that has are both equally surprised by some of the twists it takes there's one in particular that absolutely blew my mind and i'm a fan so someone that has that then will be equally blown away by it you know um and it's exciting it's always exciting
0: um so my follow-up question i guess uh because my original follow-up question was how important is like the knowledge of the show like for me i feel like i'm a little bit lacking like my memory of mighty morphin power rangers is very like limited i think the thing that actually sticks out to me the most is the uh the movie with ivan ooze um because I couldn't really tell you too much about the original series at this point. Like, I, I my memory doesn't really, like, uh, go back much further than, like, In Space or anything yeah, yeah. like that. And that's, like, a few series after. Um, so you're saying that, overall, the knowledge of Mighty Morphin, because that's where, like, the focus really is, is basically irrelevant. Yeah, I, I mean... I had have have, have watched the show to understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I'm discussing timeline, like, so the core series, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, that starts after the arc in the show Green with Evil. So that's introduced to the character of Tommy as Green Ranger. It's just after that arc that the main series starts. You don't need to know that Green with Evil happened. You don't need to know what happened in it. Because they'll tell you, like, you know, he was evil and he's good now. That's all you need to know from it. If you watch the arc, then you'll probably be more enhanced by it because you'll know exactly what happened. But it's not a deal breaker you can just go in and go oh that happened and then you move on because the storyline from point is built from that issue you know they just talk like the pre if you were to talk about that arc that was a full stop for the previous part the first issue is like the start of the new part and because it's going in a direct it's doing stuff and going in the direction that the show was never able to you're almost on equal terms with someone that is a fan The only difference is that they'll have more knowledge on certain characters and such but they tell you that in the comic anyway you'll know who a villain is and you'll know who a hero is and you'll and the thing is is that the layers they add to the the characters are obviously done in comic because they don't expect you to have seen the show before so when they add a layer to zach or where they add a layer to jason That's the comic. The show has nothing to do with that. The only thing the show would maybe inform you of going in is what their archetype is, but that's it. But you'll get an idea of that in the first issue anyway. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, my reverse question of the one that I just asked you, um, could someone who does not read comics like at all, but enjoys or did enjoy power rangers also get into this series like do you think you would recommend it to someone who loves power rangers but aren't really into comics
1: yeah absolutely that that is a hundred that is a hundred percent i'm actually aware of some people who have done that this has brought them into comics um but if they're a fan of power rangers and they've never read a comic book before then yes absolutely this this i i don't even think that this series will Just be the only one for someone like that i think that this would be a gateway and again i i'm aware that some people that it it has been a gateway but this is a good example to people who've never read a comic book of how good a comic can be particularly if you're a fan and showing how good your stuff can be written um because if i'm honest if you're a fan of power rangers you're probably a fan of something else in regards to like like you're probably a marvel movie fan or whatever um and in that regard, that will, this is 100% a great um, gateway. Um, if, you're not, if you're not a fan of Power Rangers and you're not a comic book fan, I mean, that definitely would be a bit more difficult, but I still recommend it. I think it obviously depends on your taste. Like if someone's into more brutal stuff, that'd be fair. But if you're pretty open to it, I think that again, the art is so good. And the the, the, the storyline just kind of kicks in, and it's such a ground-level story that it's a good starting point. It's a good place to build on. Um, so I would recommend it, but that one would depend on the person. That said, going back to what you, you had asked, if it was someone that was a fan of Power Rangers, absolutely, without a doubt, um, I'd actually say go there sooner than watching any of the new shows or go there sooner than re-watching Mighty Morphin. I would just go with a comment and straight out. Okay. Um, so, at
0: this point, we're going off script because I ran out of actual questions. <laughs> I, down.
1: I but, just want to say quickly, right? I remembered when the artist's name, uh, who's on Power Rangers right now, is uh, Marco Rana. Okay. See?
0: Now now you, you saved
1: that segment. <laughs> <laughs> a bit late,
0: but yeah. Better late than never. Um, So my next question is, so you're saying that Kyle Higgins, he's the one that like started this run on boom, right? Um, And you said that there are like multiple series. So for someone who is trying to get into it and say they go the trade route, like you're suggesting, uh, what are the actual like titles
1: that they should be looking to pick up? So the two to focus on would be the core scenes uh, in trade format would be Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And then the almost brother series, I would call it, is Go-Go Power Rangers. Um, Mighty Morphin, the core ones written by Kyle Higgins. And this is back then before, before he took over the whole kind of storyline. But Ryan Paddett wrote Go-Go. Now, they take place at different points, and it's kind of interesting because if you're you're saying, like, you're looking at the show, right? Green with Evil is pretty early on, but that's when Tommy is kind of the evil Green Ranger, yeah? So if that's that arc, right? Mighty Morphin starts um, after that arc, Yeah. GoGo starts the second day they get their abilities and ends before, right at the end of that arc. So, if you collected them in the right way, you could just read it all the way through and watch Green with Evil in the middle. That said, I don't actually recommend that. It's just something you could do. Um, how I would do it is both tie into the Shattered Grid event. So, what I would do is I would read. Um, Mighty Morphin up to the Shattered Grid point, and then GoGo up to the Shattered Grid point, and it's almost like a flashback at that point about what's to come, and then read Shattered Grid with the two volumes together. Okay,
0: so if, so eventually, if I'm understanding this correctly, eventually the titles kind of start to align a little bit more.
1: Yeah. This is the only annoying thing, right? And Because I'm going to be honest, because I, I am selling you on it, but I also want to make people aware of the con I found with the series. It's completely fine if you're reading it singles, but it it's a nightmare. It, not a nightmare. It's difficult to navigate. And that's why I think the trades are the best way of doing it, because you can you can probably figure out the best way of doing it that way. The deluxes are missing so much that it's, the deluxes are just not worth it um because why why is is as i've just described the two of them kind of coincide with shattered grid but one takes place at the beginning one takes place um like after green with evil after shattered grid marguerite bennett takes over the main title for i think six issues and that run is kind of important for down the line that's the only part that six issues is the only part where i'd say that prior knowledge would be useful after that you're fine but that six issues are a point where prior knowledge would probably be useful because it brings it because without spoiling it brings up a lot of characters that you kind of it does enough to tell you who they are but unlike the course, like Rangers, they're only in it for this six issues, so you don't get much time to spend with them, and I think that Boom were going in a direction, and they decided actually, this isn't the direction we want to go in, and then they brought Brian Pat on from GoGo to do the whole thing, yeah? Um, now, with post-Shutter Grid, that happens, so you get that, and then GoGo finishes basically the kids up to Green with Evil like it, it, it basically finishes off their their prequel to the the start of the series and then once they kind of meet at that point Ryan Parrott takes over both titles and Ryan Parrott does a cool thing where again Go-Go is a prequel but it's set after Shattered Grid and um, Mighty Morphin the main series is set after White Light which is the White Ranger storyline. So again you could fit White Light that in the middle of them. Now with that part of it that's a different story. I actually would recommend you could get Gogo and get that the I think the four volumes of that until the end of that series and then go from Necessary evil starting point and Mighty Morphin, and you would get like this huge continuous saga. And that's how the deluxes are actually releasing that format, uh, that, that series. And I actually think that's the only thing the deluxes have done right, is they've done it in a sort of order. Um, the thing is, is like, when you read it singly, you're, you get a lot of shocks because you're reading it back and forward and you're looking for answers but that's impossible to navigate outside of singles. So I think the best way of reading it would be straight. Um, It is a lot of jumping around, but I think by the end of it, it is earned. Like you'll understand why and you'll appreciate why. Um, Again, I think the middle part is awkward because they changed direction on where they wanted to go. They did the six issues of Marguerite Bennett and they were like, uh, okay, don't know, and then Ryan Parrott jumped on and does this huge epic, and it's incredible, it is absolutely incredible, it's like that is probably the best comics I've read in the last like two, three years but it is like one big epic and if you got if you got the order if you got them, as I say, go go to the end and then, and th- the thing is what helps with that as well is the, the, the story is called Necessary Evil and I know, I believe that all the trades have that on them So you would know that they're all necessary evil. So you could basically bundle them all together. Um, And then, as I say, um, the beginning of Mighty Morphin and Gogo actually are bundled together easy as well, because it just depends on how you want to read them. Do you want to read the event as a full event or do you want to read each aspect of the event kind of like separately? Because You could also, like I've just said with Necessary Evil, you could just read straight through. You would get maybe a couple spoilers here and there. Not even, not major ones in Gogo, but you could just read it right the way through. It's just the middle part that's a bit awkward because there's no way you can really fit that. Um, But overall, you could get a rough straight line of it. You would need a reading order though. And that is the biggest criticism I could give it, is that navigating it could be a bit difficult. And that's why I say, if you want to see if you're interested, start at number one of Mighty Morphin and just read the first volume or two volumes and see if you like it. And then if you do like it, figure out a timeline order. And if we get enough interest and people do want to read it, I could easily post my timeline order because I have the trades. So I could tell you what order I think would be best to read it in and you can follow that.
0: Okay. I mean, that would be helpful because admittedly kind of loses points when you tell me that there's like a lot of jumping around to do. Yeah. That's usually in my experience with reading nearly anything, once I have to jump between books, that's where I start to fall off of certain titles.
1: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and, it, and I think the boom have realized that's the biggest mistake they've made because like the two series that are running right now, and it, their titles are ludicrous, but one's called Mighty Morphin and one's called Power Rangers, they run alongside each other. So you could just read like both volume ones, both volume twos, both volume threes, and it's so much easier to explain. But I really do think there was a big learning curve with how, them trying to figure out, again, direction and, you know, how to release this. Because from what I believe, the reason that Kyle Higgins left is because he wanted to do stuff that he was being told no. And I think that's because Kyle Higgins' direction was that he wanted to really take advantage of the freedom of being able to do anything, maybe to a point where it was almost too much. Whereas Ryan Parra has really adhered to like the show, like respected the show, and yet he still managed to flip it completely on its head. But it never feels like it's spitting in the face. It's changing stuff without changing Power Rangers. Okay, and I think that that was a big learning curve for them, and they've now got it right. Um, but it's that. But I have to make everyone aware that that is a con. So, so what I'm gathering
0: is you're saying that like eventually, it kind of gets easier to read yeah. in a certain order without having to jump around as much because like for me if if I go from the trade for one book to the trade for another book that's not so much of an issue but when you tell me that I have to read Mighty Morphin issue number one and two and then I have to read Power Rangers number one and then I jump back to Mighty Morphin three and then like when the I patch- never
1: I, I never think it gets as bad as that. Like, I'm talking trade-wise, like maybe some boot-copping, but it never gets as bad as you needing to, like, fo- fit um, issues into each other. I think the only point you would really need to do that is shatter grid if you were being elitist. But I'd like to also point out that I am probably being elitist about reading order. It really depends on how you feel about it. Like, if you're not caring... Then you'd pro, I would probably like it's not signposted. You could probably just read Mighty Morphin and read GoGo, it wouldn't be as fulfilling because it's all over the timeline, but you could and it would still make rough sense. The otherwise,
0: sorry, so you're saying it's possible for you to just read one series and not the other potentially and not miss too much?
1: Yeah, I think you would. I think that you would maybe miss some things, but I think it is possible. It's not. I don't think it's the best way of reading it, but I think it's possible. I mean, plenty of people, I imagine, already do it anyway. But I just think if you were wanting, if you really wanted to get the best from the story, it'd be better in a certain order. Um, but that said, like again, if you're not fussed about a couple spoilers, you could just line up the books. Again, you would need a reading order, but you could just line up the books so you just read them in one big line, basically. You know, but you would need a reading order for it um right. Again, if you didn't fuss you could just read them flat out, you know. Um, or if you're only worried about the, the the main series, you could just read the main series up until the two newest ones that run because they're important to each other.
0: Okay, so the initial like quote unquote main series is Mighty Morphin. Is it just Mighty Morphin, or is it Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Like Mighty Morphin
1: Power Rangers. Okay
0: but now is it different or yeah. is it
1: this is the other i guess it, i could say it's the other con is that their names are too similar so they started Mighty Morphin and Go Go Power Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Go Go Power Rangers and one's pre- and you can kind of tell like they, they have different sort of styles and you can kind of tell, when you just look at them you can tell one's the more up to date and one's like the prequel um but now they've split the names so one title is Mighty Morphin and one title is Power Rangers The thing with, I think the reason they've done that is because, I mean, if you put it together, it's the full title. But they are two halves to a whole. But again, it is a case of you would just read one trade, then go to the next trade, like and back and forward. So it'll be like one one, two two, three three, you know. Um, Whereas the other ones aren't so much like that. But again, that completely depends on this how pernickety you are about things. You know? Like, I'd imagine a Power Rangers fan that's never read a comment before, but heard they're good, would want to read it in the best order possible, so that would probably be a straight line. You know?
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, so, when you put it that way, it uh, it makes it sound a little bit better. It's not, like, like, as much as I don't like the whole jumping around thing, like I said, like... That
1: helps. Um, here's the and, thing. The, here's the thing. I'd like to add though. See, this whole because this is the hardest part of this is like in the in selling you on this. This is the hardest part. I 100 percent believe that by the end of it all, I personally believe it's worth it. Like I genuinely believe by the end of it all, they'll be like, "Damn that that was something else." Like that was that was a that was a crazy like journey. That was a crazy adventure, um, because. Every aspect of these series gives something worth reading. It's not like, okay, you're jumping around. See, my opinion has always been like, yeah, jumping around's a pain, but if you make it worth it, then it is worth it. Like, if you, if you're reading something and you're getting lost in it, and you're 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 being given something meaty you can bite on, and I think that's the case. Like, if you read Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you're getting the core story. I've already spoken about that. But if you go back to GoGo and it's a prequel, people always say the stakes are gone because it's a prequel. Well, not really, because this store the Gogo has characters in it that play a part down the line, or disappear, and like these, this it's got its own thing going on. It's not just like a, it's not just there to fill a gap. It's got its own storyline, and it's earlier, so the, you're getting more context to characters, and it may be setting something up for the main series that you don't know is coming, and they really do enhance each other, you know. I particularly remember, like, when I was reading them single issues, I couldn't believe. I remember when they announced Gogo and thought, why would you do a prequel? Like, why would you go back? I read the first issue and I was like, that was incredible. And each month I would read both issues from each series and I'd be blown away at how good both are, you know? And it just continued and it has never stopped, you know? So, I, all in all, I want to say, like, I do firmly believe it's worth it in the end. Okay, well,
0: I mean, that obviously, you know, is good to hear. Um, another question I have for you is, let's say, I mean, since you're selling it to me and potentially anyone else who's interested in watching this video, let's say um, I start it and I'm not, like, really digging it at what point do you think if you've reached it and you're still not loving it, that you should stop? Like, not, like, forcibly, but, like, it's like, oh, if 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 you've reached this point and you're still not, like, really into it, then it doesn't, like, get much better or, you know, it's going to be more of the same or whatever, however you want to phrase it.
1: So that's actually a difficult question because I honestly, I, I think that it continuously gets better. I don't think there's a point that's stoppable, like, I think that you're, if you stop, you're like, I think Ryan Parrott, what he's doing this very moment is incredible. So if you stop early, you're not going to see any of that. And it's not like, it's not a pain where it starts amazing and gets worse. I think it's the opposite. I think it starts good and it gets amazing. Um, that said, if we're being like panicky, I think that probably shattered grid would be the best point. So I think that's like maybe five volumes of it. I think if you read those five volumes and get to the end of Shattered Grid and you're not feeling it, that's probably the point to stop. Um, I definitely think that um, Marguerite Bennett's part, maybe some people will get a bit like, yeah, that was okay. But that almost makes it even better because when you get into Ryan Parrott's stuff, that's so good that the previous one will make it look even more good. So it'll blow your mind even more. um but i definitely think shattergrid must be read that's the first event how higgins put a lot of effort in it and if you're also excited for shattergrid i recommend going on youtube and looking at the live action trailer that he actually directed and he got um jason david frank to play a character in it and it's just a small video but holy hell did it get me hyped because i couldn't believe they had the audacity to do that um but yeah, I think Shattergrid is the is the best point, and I say that for both series. Read Mighty Morphin, up to Shattergrid, and I would read Gogo. I know, and I know that sounds a lot, but both give such in they give both give different things in such interesting ways that you might actually find that like Gogo you prefer over Mighty Morphin, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like I I know of a few people that preferred they. Didn't dislike one of them, but they definitely preferred Google, and that's why Ryan Parrot got it in the end, I think. Um, but Shattergrid as a whole is such this such a big event that feels like it's got something different to say, and it, it's just something that Power Rangers never did before. And the art is phenomenal. There's a two page spread in this event that I don't think I'll ever leave me because, and I wish I could say what it is, but I'm not. But it's absolutely incredible. Um, and everyone will know it. The minute they read it, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about with, those pan- uh, with that two-page spread. Um, but yeah, I definitely think Shutter Grid's the point. If you don't like Shutter Grid, then it's probably worth... It, it's worth stopping. If you like Shutter Grid even a bit, I would keep going. Okay. So, I mean,
0: I-, I get why that would be difficult if you think that the book increasingly gets better, on average, at least. Um it would be kind of hard to pinpoint a good, cause like some people will tell you, oh, read the first, uh, I don't know, six or 12 issues. And if you're not feeling it, then give up with this one. It sounds a little bit more of a challenge to say, yeah. Hey, if you're not feeling it, you should stop here.
1: Yeah. Cause Kyle Higgins, the, his power Rangers run kind of reminds me of Jeff Jones, the green lantern run. It continuously like builds. So when he does his volume one, His story, like when his run ends with Shattered Grid, it ends like that's all one story. Okay, there's maybe some filler issues here and there. There's maybe like a one-off like story arc, but it's still feeding the same story that he's done since the start and it all culminates in, in, um, in Shattered Grid. So that's why I would recommend reading all of that up till Shattered Grid because you're not really, you're not, you're only seeing the beginning, you're not seeing the middle or end. And I know that maybe some people will say, oh, well, the first trade should have an ending or whatever. But again, that would be like the TV show. And the point was to show that the TV show could be more. And I think that's why you started with a big storyline. Mm. You know? Okay, And then on top of that, like, if you like that or you think it's, it's okay or it's good, then I, again, like, I recommend going to Ryan Paddett's Gogo. Because that shows you a different angle. And on top of that, if you like GoGo, then I 100% would stick around because that guy is the one that takes over in the long run.
0: I mean, that makes sense. I think that's a really good point to bring up in case that wasn't already clear. Yeah.
1: If Uh, the main series isn't for you, I still would recommend checking out GoGo because, yeah, that like the thing is, the stuff in GoGo actually kind of feeds a lot of Ryan Parrott's stuff like right now. So you know, it's not like things will happen and then they're just forgotten about things happen. And there's one in particular that set up in go well stuff happens in GoGo. I remember thinking this is really cool. But what the hell do you do with this? And in the current series right now, and that was must have been like four years ago. And the stuff that he's doing right now with this plot point, I'm like Every month, I'm like, "This is so freaking cool! I can't believe that this is this has come about. Like, I never thought I'd see this, but it's like it's this has happened. He's managed to pull off. It feels organic and it's awesome. And it's brought up because so many layers were added in that initial run. Like so many like relationships and like you figured out people's opinions more. When he pulls it back at the end, you're like, "Oh my god, this is gonna cause so much drama." And it does, but it's not like drama you don't want to read. It's like juicy drama. You're like, yes, give me more, you know? And it's ace. And it gets you excited. And then that's that's not even talking about the Power Ranger side of things. That's talking about like the the, the, the kids. When you add in the Power Ranger aspect of it, and you got all this action kicking off, and you've got the space drama kicking off, and then you've got the dilemma of what's going with, on with them as teenagers, but then you add superpowers in these suits then you're just dialing it up to 11, and it's just, it, it's, it's great. So, the the beginning phase of Power Rangers, all of it is, like, worth reading. So, it's a hard question to answer, to be honest. Fair enough.
0: Um, another thing that, like, based on what you're saying that I, I'm, like, realizing is that I think it's, I guess you could say that, like, it can sometimes be, like, overlooked or forgotten that the power rangers are teenagers you know they're high schoolers they're yeah you know kids basically because when you're i don't know six years old watching mighty Morphin power rangers for the first time like they've got literal adults playing 16 year olds you know and then you throw in the fact that they already know all these things they know what they're doing they've like got certain things together because the show doesn't uh develop that aspect of it yeah i think it very easily gets overlooked that they're teenagers and have no business doing all these things that they're doing
1: yeah um
0: so i think having that dynamic that you're describing where it touches on like their home life where you actually see their parents and things like that uh i think that's Something that interests me personally, like I don't care too much about the like slice of life, uh, super character, like interpersonal relationship stuff, generally speaking.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But that's not to say that it doesn't interest me, especially like in this capacity when it's something we haven't seen yeah if We've just versed in the show.
1: The thing is, I think on you saying that, I've pushed this like that it's really cool how they've added layers and stuff but i never actually think it's too much like it's layered and it's deeper but what i'm saying is deeper the show wasn't deep at all so like there was some layers but it wasn't overlay. like it didn't challenge it didn't challenge anything it just kind of went along with the flow
0: it, it, it was it's very like to me it's very like face value like surface yeah. level type of stuff like okay these guys are friends but none of them are actually really bad at anything outside of like the off chance. They get beat up a little bit.
1: Yeah. So this, that's the thing. So like with that said, and there's like, it's very face value. The comic, when I say it's deeper, it's not going to make you rethink your life and it's not going to like spend 17 issues on a relationship drama. It's not like that. It's not that sort of book. It's not like, it, like it River or something. Hard, yeah, it knows what it is. Like, as I said, I think the best phrase I could use that I used earlier is it knows what it is and it knows what it's missing. Like, it balances it all. And I think that's why I think it's such a good series because it never loses track of what it is. It knows when it needs to be action and it knows when it needs to be drama. And when it is drama, like when it's relationships and all that, it's not like it takes over the book. It's always like a Power Rangers issue and then this is in there. But over the long run, if once you've read like 40 issues of it, even though it's only done at little bits each issue, that means that when something culminates in like issue 41, you're like, whoa, because it's been built up over this time, but it's still being action-packed, and it's still fo- like worked on the Power Rangers lore, you know? So like, if you don't like that stuff, it does. it's never bogged down by it. I think GoGo definitely focuses more on... Not like relationships, but characters being out of costume. Um, There's more background characters in Gogo, but again, that's all fun because when you know what I know, where it ends up now, it's worth it because it'll blow your freaking mind. You know? Okay.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's all very informative.
1: This isn't a lot
0: of this stuff is stuff that I feel like is new information to me. Yeah, um, like because we we've talked about Power Rangers, you know, on end before.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I was just watching one of our other videos where we kind of go off on a little tangent about Power Rangers. Uh-huh. Um, so, like we we've talked about it. So there are certain things that I do already know, um, but even now, like some of the stuff that you're telling me is either stuff that I forgot or like didn't realize, or it's just completely new altogether. Uh, so I think this was really good. Um, I am out of questions, so now I will leave the floor open to you. If there's anything that you wanted to touch on, but I didn't think of the question or anything that you think is important to note for anyone who might want to jump into the series, mm-hmm. now's the time to get it off your chest.
1: I think I covered Everything. The main thing I really wanted to cover was the timeline problem. I think that's the that's the most daunting thing for me in trying to sell it. Um, but the art, the it's not like if I was to say another if there was another series and I said, "Oh, the timeline problem," I'd maybe go, "I don't know if this series is good enough to warrant all that effort." This one is like this one, hands down, is worth the effort, um, and. I just think, like, nowadays as well, we get a lot of comic books that are quite, you know, we get dark comic books quite a lot, you know, and, like, I just appreciate that this one can be darker, but it is also, like, exciting and fun. Like, there's still a lot of fun to be had in it. Um, And I just, I really would hope that people that have overlooked it because of the show give it a chance because i mean it's obviously done well enough that it's slow going like boom studios clearly and uh hasbro clearly have seen enough um sales in it that it's still going um
0: because i mean it's been how many years now i'm honestly like shocked that it's lasted this long like i thought that the mighty morphin thing would eventually like fizzle out a little bit i
1: mean i'm not sure when it started yeah i'm not sure when it started it was definitely before the movie. Maybe like twenty seventeen? No, it would have been t- twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, I think it started.
0: Nah, I don't. I would have thought that it was older than that. That's interesting,
1: but I mean, because no, Gogo Gogo a hundred percent started roughly twenty seventeen. So maybe Power Rangers started because Gogo started a little bit after Power Rangers. Might mm-hmm. be more from Power Rangers. So maybe it might have been the tail end of. 2015. But okay. It wouldn't have been any older than 2015. Okay. You're saying that, like, we're in 2022, so that's, like, seven years. I you know? Yeah,
0: I do have to remind myself sometimes that, like, 2015 isn't, like, two years ago anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, years ago.
1: So, I don't know if it's seven years, but at the very least, it's six years, you know? That's not... Like, if she told me ten years ago that Power Rangers was gonna get a comic book, and it was gonna be ongoing for... At the very least, six years. I would have slapped you in the face. like, And, you know, I would have bit your hand off for it. And the fact that it's good as well. Like, again, Power Ranger comics used to be just, like, these ridiculously cheesy, like, kids comic books. But, like, to, fu- to be here now and almost feel like I'm taking it for granted that it's a good book feels criminal because it shouldn't be a good book and it is you know Um, so I just like really would hope that people that have overlooked it because of the show just give it just give it a shot like I really do think it's worth it and I think I and I've said plenty of times like it's definitely always up there for like my pick of the week and that's been the case since the beginning that's not just happening right now that's been the case like all the way back since the very first issue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I remember being super excited when the first issue of Shattered Grid came out, they were polybagged and I actually remember they did um, a, I think it was Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con but I'm not sure, they did a panel for Power Rangers and what they did was, they hid them but they told everyone in the crowd like Higgins and that, told everyone in the crowd that an underneath their chair was an issue of shatter grid number one and it was polybagged and he wanted everyone to open it and he wanted them to read it then and there and in that panel they took 10 minutes to or 10 20 minutes to read it and then after that he had some of the people come up and spoiler free give their reactions and i think that that was genius because they were they were like what like what what like because it ends on a cliffhanger and I'm not going to tell you what a cliffhanger is obviously but it ended on a note that was shocking when I read it I was like wait what but that was that and then that fed through that panel and then the, the, I think that must have been like that was the weekend before the Wednesday it came out so by the Wednesday I was like straight into that shop to get it because I wanted to know what the hell they just read you know and it was genius and it was exciting and it was that sort of stuff I love and that shows how exciting it was that whole whole room at comic-con like freaked out over this one issue and i guarantee you, they wouldn't have all been power ranger fans either um i that's i mean yeah and some of them probably weren't even reading uh yeah. power rangers
0: at all and yeah that's like-
1: exactly it and like i could that panel i mean i i saw a couple of videos of it but i was what i was what reading the the live text of it and even just reading the text of it i was like what's going on? Somebody say something, you know, like load up and tell me what you've read or tell me, give me a reaction. Is it good, you know? And like, yeah, it, it's it's always something I remember fondly and think, oh man, that was fun. And you tie that in with the, the live action video, which do you know what? I'm gonna, I'll post the live action after this video goes live, I'll post the live action trailer they did for Shattered Grid on the Cupcakes YouTube channel. So if you follow and like that, uh, on facebook um i'll post it on there so you can all have a look at it that would be awesome we haven't plugged the facebook channel yet yeah because so. the thing is as well is what's really cool about that video is kyle higgins actually directs it right because kyle higgins originally wanted to make movies he was a scriptwriter, but he also wanted to be a director and he fell in well to make it sound like he's dropping down he fell into comics and he ended up writing comics but he still wants to be a filmmaker and stuff. I've I I see that in his substack. But he had hoped he was going that that mini advert was gonna lead to a TV show. And it nearly did. But then I think Sabin got involved. But Hasbro owned it now. So I think if Hasbro had it at the time, we would have got a TV show based on what that advert was. And it's just such a shame because for such a small advert, it kicks ass.
0: And so I think. I think that's another thing to me that's kind of, like, viewed as a plus, I guess, um, or another, like, selling point is when you've got somebody, like, yeah, okay, he kind of wanted to make movies too. But, like, even ignoring that, the fact that he directed, like, this advertisement yeah. and was, yeah. like, putting all this extra effort into yeah. his book, I yeah. think speaks about the level of passion that he had for it. Yeah. And anybody that is passionate about something is going to be doing some of their best work and i'm not saying that their best work is automatically going to be great yeah like anybody who's invested into what they're working on i Mm -hmm. think makes the book better right off the bat for that reason
1: yeah and i think speaking about that advert specifically as well it was really awesome that you got jason david frank back to be in it i mean you'll see it when i post the trailer if you want to watch it or not but Jason David Frank, who played Tommy Oliver in the original Mighty Morphin, is back in that trailer. And, That's- like, that is really awesome because Jason David Frank is a huge advocate for the show. I mean, the guy never sleeps, regardless of people's opinion on him. He never He's literally at every convention imaginable, and he's always signing everything he possibly can, taking photos with as many people as he possibly can. i seen a kid go up to him the other day in a Green Ranger costume. And he was blimmin' doing, like, fighting moves with him and stuff and taking photos and videos and that. Like, he's a huge advocate for the franchise. And he's very protective of it. And the fact that Carol Higgins went in and got him to do that with him was just really cool and shows that, like, the level of respect that... I think that's why another reason why the comic's so good, that everyone, as much as Carol Higgins left it, I think because he wanted to do more, they've all respected it. It's not, like, ever being more like molded to be something completely new as interesting and dynamic as it is it's still power rangers but in it just in a a refreshing way you
0: know yeah so i did have one more question it's the closest i think that we will get to a spoiler okay Um, i don't think it's very big but i mean like it, it doesn't feel like a spoiler without the context of the book but maybe if you start reading it, it could be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I have, you know, watched multiple Power Ranger series, probably like most people who grew up around that time did anyway. Um, do other Power Rangers show up from like other series, I guess would be the right way to word that at any point. Like, are, are there like references or anything like that? Is it always about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? or do other Power Rangers that we've seen before show up?
1: Uh, I don't think it's overall really like a massive spoiler, but yes, other Rangers do show up. Okay, and you don't have to tell us which
0: ones. No, I won't. I, I, again,
1: understand? I think that's that's the con of Marguerite Bennett's one, is that's probably the predominantly where, but I won't say why. You'll understand when you get to that point. But um, no, other Rangers do show up, but not in ways you would expect. And it's not for a while. Like, it's it very much, and even, it is always, a, a up till now, it's always been uh, a Mighty Morphin series. Okay. It's more like, do you know what? If I could compare it to anything, I feel like it's very No Way Home-esque. Okay. You know, it's not done for the sake of it. Like, there's reasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. Um, so my last question, slightly unrelated to selling me on the book. Okay. Um, it's a two parter. Anyone who's been watching these videos, like actively, like the Wednesday warrior ones and all that, any of the videos with me know that I fucking love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, And Power Rangers did a crossover book with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you read that book? Yes, I have. Uh, Do I need to read any other Power Rangers material to read that crossover? You actually
1: don't. You don't need to read anything.
0: Okay. Do you think that that book by itself, like that crossover, could, like, whet somebody's appetite for more Power Rangers books? I definitely
1: think so. I think... Because Ryan Potter writes that.
0: Oh, does he? Okay, I, I wasn't sure
1: if he did or not. So, it very much is in keeping with his style. So, if you like that style, that's... I think that it's more face value than his actual Power Rangers work. But there's still, like... It's crazy, like, fan servicey in a good way. Like, there's... the Stuff that you want to happen will happen in it. But the art is phenomenal and um i definitely think that if you read it and you love it even uh, to be fair even if you like it yeah i definitely think you should you should try power rangers i definitely think i actually think that would be a good gateway um okay it does it is a bit weird because it feels like everything fits and then that one doesn't really because it feels it feels like like an uh, like a story arc it, it's probably the thing that's closest to the show in the sense that it's like sometimes in the show you would just get like the arc would be over and then just a new two parter would happen, but it doesn't really affect anything. It's good, and the characters are in it like that are in it are like layered enough in the actual, but it's very fan servicey but in a good way you know, and it's a heck of a lot of fun, and the art is really good,
0: okay because i've been meaning to get that book because like i said i love the turtles and like i grew up with power rangers and like there was that crossover episode that they did (laughs) yeah Uh, so like the the idea of them doing a crossover comic always appealed to me and the fact that it actually like happened blows my mind yeah Uh, so i have been meaning to read that book i actually i want to say that i might have the singles for it but because it's been a couple of years and i wasn't actively collecting um but my shop was still shipping me books yeah uh, i might actually have the singles so maybe i'll just
1: read it that way i have this i have the singles of the turtles holding the helmet oh what the fuck? <laughs> damn it <laughs> um do you know what another this actually ties into something we were saying earlier right but another series that is worth reading but it is very face value and actually i don't think it reads like him at all there is a justice league power rangers crossover
0: oh there is i forgot about that and it
1: was tom taylor that wrote that oh wow and it's very that one is in particular face like uh like fan servicey face value like there is not much depth to that whatsoever um it is just like the what you would expect—the Just League and Power Rangers coming together. It's fun, and that's really it. In the grand scheme of everything they've released, Power Ranger-wise, I remember being so hyped for that, and that's probably the one I've thought about least, um, which is a shame. But it's probably if you're reading everything, it's probably it's still worth a read. It's interesting because I think it does tease like another one, but they've never done it, and I don't know if that's because it didn't do well enough um but like ninja turtles and power rangers is a completely different story like that's nothing like um justice league power rangers again i think that was maybe in the early days when they were trying to figure out what to do with it and how how to navigate it and i mean getting tom taylor was like a coup but um a coup but they um but i don't know if cuz tom taylor's not really part of that universe if it was just a bit like unsure about how to slot it in cuz Kyle Higgins was writing the series at that point so that might be why cuz so obviously if Ryan Potter writes Ninja Turtles cuz he's writing the main series he knows how to like kind of figure that out what right. you can do and okay. what you can't do. that makes sense
0: so all right so i mean with all that said i think we can kind of like wind this thing down a little bit wrap up um yeah. so i guess some of the takeaways from this so far is that you suggest or recommend, I should say, that you try to find a reading order if you want to get into the series. Uh, and then one of the other big takeaways is fuck those deluxe editions. They might look pretty, but they don't have everything that you need. Absolutely, uh, I think those are the two biggest pieces of advice
1: uh, that you've yeah. given us. I mean, For the deluxe editions to matter, I think that you would probably need the trades, and then you could actually skip certain trades and get the deluxe editions for, like, the bigger, like, events, or you could say, but that would just look really unappealing on your, your shelf. Um, so, because I do think there's, like, one free comic book day special that's in Included in the deluxe editions you don't get in the trades but it's not something that's big enough that would affect the whole thing i think it's a really stupid decision anyway um but i just don't think the trades are worth it i just think it doesn't give you well
0: you mean the deluxe is not the trades right the
1: deluxe sorry i don't think the deluxes are worth it i just think they miss far too much out and the thing is is i if you're collecting the deluxes i just can't fathom someone going i'm going to collect the trades as well do you know what i mean you know, oh, absolutely! I, just, I couldn't do yeah. it
0: because like, like, like the paperback thing, I, I couldn't yeah mismatch those formats, and then like because the thing is them next to each other.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, if you get the deluxe edition, so you're gonna get say you got deluxe editions one to three, that covers Mighty Morphin up to Shatter Grid, but the third deluxe edition includes the issues from Gogo that are to do with Shatter Grid, so you would then need to buy the trades for Gogo one and two. And right. then just pick three because that's in the deluxe. It's and, just uh, yeah, that's completely handled.
0: It's not as, as you've said before, it's poorly mapped. Yeah.
1: And then you go back into the deluxes and it, again, just goes to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And then when you go to the one recently released, you go to the necessary evil deluxes, they've got Go-Go back in them, but they've missed, again, another like seven issues. So it's just ridiculously stupid. And the thing wow. and the thing with that as well is like they're missing these issues from GoGo and the writer who's writing it right now wrote those. So it's like, why are they not important enough to get a deluxe edition? Because you've given the writer that job. Do you know what right. I mean? So the deluxes are just an absolute no-go. Maybe uh
0: maybe they'll get their shit together and they'll kinda like redo them.
1: I hope so. But they did that Kickstarter and that I a lot of people were some people were complaining about them using Kickstar. So a lot of people were rejoicing because they were getting so many deluxes and they were looking cool. I didn't like it because it just solidified that these deluxes were just going to have Mighty Morphin with occasional other things and it just wasn't going to really fit. Because, like, even if they fix it for, like, the Mighty Morphin and the Power Rangers series that's going right now, you're still always going to miss those Go-Go's. So it doesn't really work. Gotcha.
0: So, yeah. Fuck the deluxes. That's the biggest takeaway. Don't bother with them, even though they look pretty. Um, And try to find a reading order if you are really committed, um, which is something that I would probably do. I'm not... I'm going to mull this over, uh, now that we've talked about it. Uh, I'm not going to confirm one way or the other if you sold me. (laughs) Damn it. I'm going to sleep now. (laughs) um but yeah so if i if i do get into it i definitely think that getting a reading order is the best way to go that's the way that i try to like enjoy it um so if that's something that you're into also you know by all means do that with this series
1: um thing is let us know on facebook and stuff because like i i'm obviously like this so If anyone wants to engage about this or ask any questions, comment on the video or just post on Facebook, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've said it before, Connor said it before, join the Facebook group because that is one of the best ways to reach out to us. Um, I mean, we are on Instagram and Twitter as well, but as far as talking comics or asking questions, bringing things up, facebook is probably the best way to reach out to us um so join the facebook group cupcakes comic reviews and let us know what you think about this series if you've already read it or if this uh video helped you kind of decide one way or the other whether or not you want to get into power rangers because the biggest thing for me i was always on the fence about this series Because, like, I like Power Rangers as a kid. Uh, And, like, even, like, into my teens a little bit. um, I like Power Rangers. But something about the IP being uh, printed in, like, a comic book medium didn't really appeal to me. And I couldn't even tell you why. It was just, like, I I think with the exception of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, even though technically it was originally a comic, um, the idea of different ips whether it be like video games movies uh tv shows uh action figure line in the case of like transformers and things like that like ips being reused never really appealed to me as far as being in comic books i'd rather read comic book original material um because like the gloves are off essentially in the sense that it's original to this comic you don't have to honor any sort of uh products like how connor was saying with this series like they are faithful to the show if you love that but it kind of does its own thing like the gloves are off essentially like they have free reign so seeing that they do something like that here is a huge positive to me i've already said that but, like, thinking about it more, I love the idea of them kind of like steering their own ship essentially instead of being, uh, like held down by what's expected of like typical Power Rangers stuff in this situation. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, this video, this discussion, I think has helped me kind of form. At the very least, a more informed opinion about whether or not I want to start reading Power Rangers. So, thank you, Connor. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you having Mm -hmm. you here. I'm glad you're well. I'm glad to have you back. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thanks for taking the time to do this with me.
1: That's all right. I just want to say quickly, I have this guy sitting next to me this whole time. I want to show him off quickly. He's not finished yet. That's the Megazord. That thing is so cool. It is. It's not finished yet. I just want to give my friend a shout out, Connor Gibson. He's on Instagram as uh Painting. Uh, he's not finished him, but he's great, and he posts paints all the time. So if you're into that stuff, like miniatures and that, give it a look. But yeah, this is sick. He's done such a good job of it so far. even done a like a, a road, like a pavement.
0: That's so cool.
1: So yeah, I thought I'd just show him because he's been sitting on my shoulder the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just surveying making sure I say the right things He's <laughs> <It's> threatening <laughs> make
0: sure you don't cross the
1: line <laughs> uh, it's fantastic I felt I'm him confident. with a timeline question I felt him like looking at me <laughs> uh,
0: that's great <laughs> um, so yeah with that said um, make sure to like and comment subscribe do all these things that I almost never plug, uh, but do it, hit the notification bell. We post videos on like a weekly basis at the very least. Uh, we're always doing pull lists, as you know. We've got some other cupcakes that do their own take on it as well. Um, so yeah, hit the notification bell. This way you see when we get new videos, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. I'll, I'll put those uh, handles in the description and i think that's it
1: so read power rangers (laughs)
0: final final thoughts read power
1: rangers Rangers. (laughs) i'm threatening
0: though i love it i love how you're how committed you are to this (laughs) i think the other thing that's like helping sell me on the series is like hearing you like gush about it.